This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning into I Work For Him today on this No Moan Monday. That's right, No Moan Monday. Have you been practicing what you've been learning the last five weeks? Have you put into practice what you can understand about the Monday switch to set aside your atheistic Monday lifestyle and to adapt the lifestyle of work life, that you can actually understand that your faith and your work are integrated and everything that you do should be impacted by a relationship with Christ. How many of us for decades and decades, maybe there's some young ones of you, but how many of you have, for decades have celebrated Friday by thank God it's Friday, but only the last five weeks, it's been a whole new paradigm shift to say, thank God it's Monday. I mean, we have talked about so many things these last six months or the last five Mondays. We've talked about eliminating the Monday moan. Did you did you experience today a moanless Monday, uh, a Monday where you celebrated the fact that your workplace was your mission field right from the get go? I, I, I'm what I want to know is, did you make the switch? Have you made? The switch, the Monday switch. Go out to worklife.org, worklife.org, and check out signing up right away to do the switch. Look for the I Work For Him logo on Make the Switch. Let's make the switch. We've got on the air with us today Doug Spada from Work Life. Doug, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, good afternoon, Jim. This is a resurrection Monday, my friend. Resurrection Monday, man, where we're going to look at Mondays differently and actually uh, work in the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. How's that sound, Jeff? I think it's phenomenal. And, and, you know, when we set this up about six months ago, no way did I plan on the Monday after Easter to be our last show, as we the last of our first time we're doing this together, and for it to be our empowered day. That, that really, you and me as Christ followers in our workplace should be living in the power of, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power that raised him from the dead. Most of us, however, have entered the workplace today living in the, the what appeared to be the bad news of Thursday night and Friday last week instead mm-hmm. of the power of the resurrection on Monday. That's right, Jim. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's very important, I think, for all of us to continue to remind ourselves because it's the biblical truth that Listen, this is just the plain biblical fact. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead that we celebrated yesterday is the same resurrection power that we carry on the inside of us that allows us to go to wherever God has called us and to actually have an impact. And that is in a variety of different fields, whether it be medicine, business, government, you know, education, different things like that. So, we need to work in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And honestly, I can I can honestly tell you, never heard that in a Sunday sermon yet. Yet, mm-hmm. I know that the world is changing, and this the, this message of faith and work is impacting churches across the country. I, I I know that the message is being received. But you know, God talked about this 
when he was speaking to, uh, uh, well, Paul talking to the Romans was quoting something. He, he said here, Romans nine seventeen, for the scriptures say that God told Pharaoh, I've appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. Our power in our workplaces, and so many of us, you know, he, he said the same thing to Nebuchadnezzar. That, you know, it, it God gave gives us this power not to draw attention to ourselves, not to bring attention to what we are, but to bring attention to who he is in our workplaces. And I can honestly tell you that the first 30 plus years of my faith in Christ, I never, ever imagined going to work on Monday in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yes, you know, yeah, you know, Jim, it made me think about this scripture, you know, in Galatians 2.20, it says that, uh, and you're very familiar, right, that it says that, that we, you, the listeners, we've been crucified with Christ, right? And it says that it's no longer us who actually lives, but it's Christ who lives through me, right? So that's right. We, uh, so we're living, it just goes on to, you know, what you and I were, t- you were just saying about the resurrection power, that we're, we're actually living and get the privilege of actually walking in that. Because I know a lot of us feel weak and tattered and kind of like, what, what are we going to do here? And so I just, uh, I know for me, tapping into that, uh, into that God-given gift, I mean, it's, it's a part of the Trinity, Jim. I mean, the Holy Spirit is is just as much Jesus and God. I mean, it's three in one. You know what I mean? We get to walk in that power. And, um, and I think that's what uh, that, I, I think that even though the world's hard, works hard, we talked about that. I mean, some people, a lot of people feel like work is that four-letter curse word. You remember we talked well, about let, that? Let, let, we, yeah, let's, let's just step back for a minute and yeah. reintroduce people to this whole idea. We're talking today with Doug Spada from Work Life. You can find out more about Work Life and making the Monday switch yourself Right there online at worklife.org. Doug, we have talked about some amazing things. And what you were about ready to say, I want to make sure I didn't interrupt it because I want to just make sure people knew who we're talking to today. You were right. Most of us grew up thinking that work was just another four-letter word, a four-letter swear word. We thought it was a curse. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, Jim, just to kind of reboot for just a second, like you said, I think that it's important for us to go back to the beginning and just understand for, for those of just joining in and, and listening in is this, is that, that God actually created work, right? And so here, here's just the very plain, bulletized, simple Bible on work, right? We call it the theology of work, but it's just, you know, or I call it sometimes the biblical secrets of work because a lot of people just don't know them. And here's what it is. God himself is a worker, okay? God created people, us, in his image to be his co-workers, okay? So he created us in his image, so therefore we're workers. He established work before sin, before the fall. So work is not a curse. God enjoys when you do good work. He commends work after the fall. And so here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. Work is a spiritual act of worship unto Mm -hmm. God. That's just the truth. Well, and, and it's really about learning to make the switch. And we have been talking on I work for him for four years. We enter our fifth year today. We, we, we celebrated four years last week. 
we've been talking about that integration of our faith and our work, that the fact that our workplace is our mission field. And then in that mission field, you and me may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. But in mm-hmm. order for that power to come with us, we need to be ready and able to reject what the world says about work and accept what the mm-hmm. scriptures say about work. And mm-hmm. like, we, like we talked about the first week, no more moaning about Monday, celebrating Monday. Thank God it's Monday because it's the first day in our mission field. The The moan meter should be off by now because, you I mean, you shouldn't be registering anything after six weeks, right? Yeah, well, yes and no. I mean, obviously, we're going to have troubles. We're going to have trials. We're going to have, you know, uh, challenges. I mean, we all have it. I have that. We've shared that over the last Mondays and stuff where sometimes, man, it's good. Sometimes... We're being tested, right? So, so I do think, though, that our belief system from work should be switched in some ways, right? We need to actually have roots to understand that God created work. He's a worker. He created us in his image, and that work itself is a holy calling. And you were about ready to talk about uh, appointments and stuff, you know, being appointed by God. You know, Romans nine seventeen says, you know, I have appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. In other words, to spread my fame throughout work, throughout the workplace, through the marketplace where culture actually lives and breathes and actually uh, sustains. So we have to actually make this switch, uh, Jim, in order to actually and, uh, you know, for to be empowered to actually work out, you know, to walk out our calling. Well, but the good news is we don't have to do any of this on our own. That That's as right. Christ followers, we've been given the Holy Spirit to empower us to live our lives for Jesus wherever we go in every in every facet of our life. We are not expected to do this on our own power. We've been empowered by God. Really quickly, Doug, how does being empowered in 15 seconds or less impact you? You know, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's that word appointed we talked about, which is calling, but there's also another word called anointed, which, is, which in other words means power. So you have to be appointed by God and anointed by God in order to carry out your mission. So I think just uh, uh, receiving that and actually walking out the truth of what, who God has called you to be and stuff is actually very critical. And that's kind of impacted my life we've got another fast moving show today with doug spada and he's got a special guest that's called in today that's going to join us but doug before we get to your guest today and he is on the line talk to me about the story of eric liddell and the 1924 olympics that's the story that was made famous by the movie back when we were very young called chariots of fire well what's that story and how does that apply to being empowered yeah you know uh, m- many people remember that story of uh, Chariots of Fire and Eric and stuff where, you know, he uh, he stepped up to that line in the Olympics and uh, and there was a team member. I don't know. I don't think it was from uh, from from his team and stuff. It actually slipped him a piece of paper. And Eric looked at that that note and and it and it said uh, it said it said something like this. Right. It says, I believe God made me for a purpose or made you for a purpose and made you to run fast. And Eric took, he took inspiration from that and stuff, and actually, and, 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 and power from God to actually accomplish what it is that God's actually called him to do. And he went on to, uh, to win the 400 uh, uh, meter race and things like that. But there's a lot of different uh, takeaways from Eric's story. You know, first of all, 
There's a power, like we said already, there's a power inside you, freely given to you by God to accomplish your work. Secondly, God made you for a purpose. You have an assignment, right? And he has anointed you or empowered you to actually accomplish that assignment. And what's cool is he's done that individually for over 7 billion people on the planet, that we all have a unique set of gifts, talents, and abilities. We all have this calling on our lives, and we all have the ability to respond to that call on our lives. This is Every one of us has a unique call, and every one of us has been empowered to do something incredible if we would put our faith and trust in Christ. Yes, that's exactly right, and I think uh, that's the miracle of the whole thing, that it, that we're all so unique and gifted so unique, and if we if we just exercise that, see that, and, and actually walk that out, man, in the power of the Holy Spirit, it's just, uh, it's unstoppable. It's an unstoppable force in culture, Jim. That is the, that's the key thing. It's about being an unstoppable force in culture to actually uh, uh, to spread the gospel, to have impact, and to grow God's kingdom. Well, and if people want to be an unstoppable force in culture, we're going to give away multiple copies of your Switch Kit, the Monday Switch Kit, after the bottom of the half hour. So get ready. This is something that you and a group of friends can go through with, go through. You and a, and a bunch of people in a small group can go through. You and your coworkers, or you could do it alone. You and your spouse, you could do it alone. However, we're going to give away some copies after the bottom of the half hour. It's going to include the Switch, the book, as well as Monday Morning Atheist. An incredible opportunity to get you stretched in your faith. Now, Doug, you've got somebody special joining us on the air today as we talk about work life and being empowered. Go ahead and introduce our guest. Yeah, uh, Jim, I'm, I'm happy to, to have a new friend of mine. Uh, his name is Rich Rogers. Uh, we call him Dr. Rich. Uh, he has an earned doctorate from Pepperdine University and has authored three different books. He's also an adjunct professor at that same uh, university for the last 20 years. And and Rich has a unique perspective, a unique uh, – he's been in church ministry, still is in some, in some ways, but he's also been an educator, a school administrator, and a coach for 30 years. So um, I, I thought Rich would come on and just uh, help us unpack this a little bit more. You know, we can, we can also pull from last week, if you remember, Jim, we actually talked about the mission of the church, and so I think we can sort of just pull some of that together. So, uh, Rich, Rich, welcome, man. Glad to have you on uh, – on the air with us today. Yeah, Rich, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, it's an honor and a privilege to be here, guys. I look forward to, to this time together. So, Rich, let me just ask you a question. We always ask guests as they come on, certainly the first time onto the air, how have you noticed the Lord getting involved in the intimate details of your life recently? In the intimate details of my life recently? Yeah, of your life. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I started reading the book by Lance, Lance Wall now that deals with the seven mountains of influence, and... Uh, and, and and God's broadening my perspective from just my immediate surroundings to my more to the more distant things, the the things that are more uh, on the society level, on a, on a higher level, and and not just on individual situations, but on powers and principalities and all those kinds of things, and 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 even communicating that to to, to believers in the church that we can get caught up in in, in what we're looking at in, in our in our situation, but where everything's really a, a part of a bigger picture, a much bigger picture that God's called us all to be a part of. Yes. 
And so when you look at that, okay, everything's part of a bigger picture. And most of us don't operate with that mentality. Most of us operate with the very little paradigm that we work within instead of the greater paradigm that this that there's a, a worldwide battle going on for the souls of our coworkers and employees, our friends and neighbors across the world. When you start to work with that kind of an idea in your mind that, that, that there's a lot bigger picture involved, that the simple little things that are involved in our lives, sometimes they're not simple, sometimes they are, are really can or, or can really be a distraction. How have you seen those distractions pull you off task some days? Well, here's the, here's the biggest distraction. Uh, the biggest distraction we see in the church is we see people that are, that are good people, devoted to the Lord. They're wanting to take that next step of growth. But they're so frustrated and, and so um, upset with the, their current situation, uh, whether, and especially as it relates to work. You know, a, a huge percentage of people are miserable in their jobs and in their work. And so one of the main jobs in the, in the church that we have with our, with our congregations and our parishioners is to help them understand that bigger picture again, to help them understand a couple basic things. Number one, that their work and their place that they are is all part of God's plan of developing them, for what he has in store for them, as well as part of his mission in that workplace. People tend to see their, their workplace as a sentence and not a season. And so what happens is whenever they get in their workplace, they see it as more of a sentence than a season, they work like it's a sentence. They, 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 they work more like a hireling than a person that's really taking ownership and responsibility. But, when, but we try to teach them that if you will see where you are as a part of God's plan for your life right now, and give it all you got, work as unto the Lord, see your co-workers as a mission field and not just people that you have to put up with, when you will do that, you'll see that that's part of a season of training God has for you for what he's going to do. I look at the life of David. Okay, David, it, 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 at some point, David had to say, Lord, you know, I, 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 my whole life can't just be wrapped up here in watching these sheep all day long. And so God took the things that David was doing on an everyday basis, playing with that sling, singing those songs, or those songs to the Lord, you know, and, and, and doing the different things he was doing there, actually, and herding those sheep. And he turned those things eventually into the, the slingshots. That's, that's Luke Goliath. The harp and the songs took, me, took him before the very king, King Saul. And the skills he learned when working with the sheep, that was preparing him to be a king. And so if we can help our people understand that where you are, is where God has you for a reason, and that's part of his purpose, that you don't have to do some mighty great thing at church just to have purpose. You have purpose, and God gave you that job for a purpose. When people can start to see that and embrace that, that it's a season, that it's part of being on God's pottery wheel, then they then they can, they look at it different. Perspective is everything when it comes to it, it sure the worker and, and, and the believer in the workplace. It sure is. Hey, we're talking today with yeah. Doug Spada from Work Life and Dr. Rich Rogers. He's a friend of Doug Spada. He's been an adjunct professor at Pepperdine University for a long time. Doug, I know you've got some stuff you want to ask Rich as well. Yeah. Well, I, I was just the one to leverage off of what Rich was saying that uh, it's, uh, you know, remember, Jim, the last week or so we talked about the life of Jesus and, you know, this uh, – as, as Rich brought this whole thing up about a season, remember we asked that, that poignant question, which was, why did our Heavenly Father have His Son Jesus actually work for 30 years in that wood shop, workshop, taking orders, sawing wood, making things and stuff? You know, and the Bible says that, uh, that He was growing in stature and wisdom. You remember that? And so, and at the appointed time, you know, and we... Uh, you know, Rich, we were just talking about the resurrection power as we started the uh, the show, and how um, that same resurrection power that 
that uh, raised Jesus from the dead is the same resurrection power that we carry in the workplace. So, you know, this show we've been kind of focusing on on empowerment, you know, the power that helps us to live that Monday. And I know, Rich, you and I have talked a little bit about uh, that whole transition to Monday and stuff. What, what are some of your thoughts on just the uh, this empowerment from the Holy Spirit and how us believers sometimes we just try to go slug it out, man, instead of actually relying on that, that power source from our Heavenly Father. Uh, the biggest thing that, that I find we have to overcome, to help people overcome, is they see, they see their life in two pieces. They see their religious life and they see their work life. They don't necessarily see how they mingle together. In fact, they think for them to actually live out their purpose in their religious life, they have to get off work, go home, get ready, and get to church to do something at church. They don't connect those two things. I think that lack of connection is the, is, is the, the thing that's killing uh, joy for people in the workplace. If they will see Sunday as that place where you charge your batteries, where God mm-hmm. loads you back up with what you need for that week to be a minister mm-hmm. for Him and to have joy in your life and your work and purpose, when they begin to connect those two things, that's when the lights go on. That's when the testimonies take place. Some of the greatest revivals I've seen around me in my life were in a workplace. I remember there was a time we, uh, I was working at a grocery store right, at, right after I got out of high school, and one of the, uh, the, the stock persons was killed in a, in a car wreck. And a number of those people went to the funeral. None of those people were going to church or had anything to do with God at all. One guy, the butcher, got saved. The butcher in that grocery store of about, oh, about 100 employees got saved. That ignited a, literally a revival in that store where person after person after person after person came to Christ. And now numerous people have come to Christ, not just because of the death of that one person, but because one person decided his workplace was going to be the place where he lived out his purpose, used his skills, but also had an effect on his culture and the people that he loved. If we can ever embrace this idea of love our neighbor, if we can see our coworker as our neighbor, God said the two most important things is to love me with everything you've got and to love your neighbor as yourself. If we can never get people to embrace that, they will see their coworkers in an entirely different light. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think it's so important for, uh, for those listening just to kind of uh, to remember that it's not, it's, you know, as, as Rich said earlier, man, this is not uh, a sentence. It's not, work is not cursed. Remember, we talked about the fact that, mm-hmm, that that's work right. is not a four-letter curse word, man. It actually, God said work is good. So It was, it, it was uh, a gift. gift. It was yes. a gift. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a gift. And yeah. if people can get to where they see that, do they understand that it's all part of God's purpose for their life? Uh, the other thing that people struggle with is they struggle by comparison. They compare themselves to others. They, they, they compare their impact. If a person would stop and consider that the people that God brings across your path are not there by, by coincidence. And we're talking about the switch from, thank God it's Friday, to thank God it's Monday. And what a revolutionary experience this really is, Doug, as we talk about entering our workplaces empowered by God, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead that we celebrated yesterday, that same power goes with us into our workplace. How incredible is that, Doug Spada? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it's amazing. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, just to get the back to Sunday and Monday, you know, it's, I think it's, it's, it's great for us to think about this, Jim, is that Sunday is like a divine commissioning. We are commissioned by the Lord, sent out, equipped, Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, equipping the saints for the work of ministry. So Sunday is a divine commissioning. Monday 
is a divine appointment. Divine mm-hmm. commissioning, divine appointment. That's uh, that's a, a, a really awesome way to kind of think about that. Well, and when we look at just taking what we learn on Sunday and applying it to our 9 to 5, and whatever that 9 to 5 is, no matter what we are doing, we all have that unique calling. And Rich Rogers, as you joined us at the beginning of the last segment, you've been involved in education, university education at Pepperdine for over 20 years. How have you seen your faith impact your workplace as you mold the minds of the next generation? Well, I've also been involved in, in high school education and working with elementary teachers and everything else. Let me tell you two things that we've learned in education about, about the week. Uh, number one, uh, students are able to learn more first thing in the morning than they are the rest of the day. That's why schools, a lot of the high schools, they go to rotating schedules. So you have every class in the morning over the course of the week. The second thing we've learned is that you never give a test on Monday. You give a test toward the end of the week. At the beginning of the week, you are never more open and ready to receive information than you are on a Monday. If you would picture yourself like a sponge, and so the sponge has been completely wrung out and is completely dry on Monday, you are more ready to receive information, to receive fluid or whatever, into that sponge on Monday than any other day of the week. And so we tend to look at it like, oh, this is just the start of going up a big hill. It's not. It is the day you are most able to be the most productive and the most open to, to anything that God has. So how so does that you'll in- see it that way. How does that impact then your Monday switch as you look at the Monday, thanking God for Monday as opposed to celebrating Friday? How does that, that understanding that Monday we are our freshest, we are the sharpest, how does that impact this whole idea that we need to bring, that, that our faith should be impacting our work? It's, it's having an understanding that that's the way God created our mind. It's having an understanding that that's the way that God created us. We tend to look forward to the weekend because we're kind of tired of what we do during the week. It's that whole separating those two things. Weekend means that we're free from all these things, and you can kind of, you can kind of relax. You can kind of take some time off. The body, we're wired by God to need that rest, to need that rest. The, you know, there's a reason there's a Sabbath. But there's also that Monday through Saturday, that Monday. God created Monday as a time for the most amazing things to happen. If a person begins to understand that they're most able to receive what is new in their environment, in their knowledge base, in their wisdom base, in their experience base on Monday than any other day of the week, that's how our minds are wired. Schools have figured that out. Even colleges won't schedule classes on Fridays for the most part. They load up the classes at the beginning of the week. When we understand that we are created for that and for that purpose and God has us wired that way, it should change the way we look at everything, especially Mondays going back to work. Now, Doug, when you were writing the Monday Morning Atheist book a few years mm-hmm. back, did you understand this? Did you know that people were the sharpest on Monday? Because to me, I was always thinking Monday was the day, well, it was the worst day of the week. <laughs> it was the worst day of the week. It wasn't the best day of the week. Yeah. Well, I, I think what uh, Dr. Rich is saying is is the truth. Now, here's But the truth gets distorted, Jim, right? So there is... Uh, there is a almost a satanic distortion happening uh, about Monday and about the engagement, uh, you know, on, on Monday. So if God created us the way that Rich just got done talking about, what you know, the enemy is a counterfeiter, right? So he's counterfeiting Monday. It's like I told uh, someone at church yesterday, like, oh my gosh, this was amazing, and you know, and then they started talking about, uh, you know, Monday, you know, and you see their face change and stuff, and I said, hey. <laughs> and I, it just made me it made me think about the strategy here, Jim. Here's the deal. 
people, it's almost like the enemy of our soul has said, hey, church, okay, have a good time. But then what's happening is the people have this disconnect that, that Rich described and we've been talking about, this disconnect. They, they don't understand. So I think what Rich said is true, and it's almost like the enemy of our souls waiting on Monday saying, okay, now just send them to me, church. Well, and so that's, we and have to reprogram this. So, And the part of the frustration is it doesn't just start Monday morning. Most of us have started this process Sunday right after dinner. We start going, we start bemoaning Monday. We start our Monday moaning Sunday night going, oh, man. But what we've been talking about these last six weeks, Doug Spada from Work Life, is that that this Monday's to be a day to be celebrated. That that God has given us incredible opportunities to enter our our mission field prepared based on what we heard on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, Sunday is a divine commissioning. Monday is a divine appointment. The church on Monday is evidence that the church on Sunday was effective. That says it all right there, Jim. I mean, we. We need to walk it out. We need to actually, you know, translate Sunday into Monday, and actually all of life is our, is our spiritual kind of, uh, you know, uh, field. So right. we, uh, yeah, it's very, very critical to transition well. Hey, I'd like to thank Jeff for listening from Palmetto for calling in also and getting a switch kit. Jeff, thanks so much for listening to iWork Ram. We've still got one or two more copies we'd like to give away today. Call the studio line now, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. Or if you'd like to email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com. We've got Dr. Rich Rogers on the line with us too. Now, Rich, Doug said that you also work with a lot of churches. You work that that you actually help churches. What do you do to help churches? What what are you doing with churches? Well, I, I, I typically I work with young pastors and helping them, especially like at satellite campuses and things like that, helping them understand what they're trying to do, helping them understand how to integrate and connect people the rest the rest of their week with Sunday. One of the hardest things it is when you're training young pastors is helping them to understand that that real church takes place Monday through Saturday. That's when we, 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 we become the church. On Sunday, we gather as the church, but on Monday, we, we become the church. And so helping them understand that, helping them to understand the value of, of relationships in people's lives and those kind of dynamics, and helping people actually find joy in their life and their families and their work and those kinds of things, that's as much a part of pastoring as what you do on Sundays. Oh, and that what you just said was so powerful. That is, I mean, and that's something that I see is starting to be impacting all over the um, uh, the country is that seminaries are starting to teach that. It's, it's very, very powerful. Doug, as you look at, at, at talking about this, this whole idea behind being empowered, how do you see... Uh, what was it about Rich's life that you wanted to make sure we drew out of the conversation today that, that you thought, hey, this empowered conversation really fits, Rich? Yeah. Well, I just think uh, I think it was also the eclectic nature of uh, we were we were of, of the different of the different parts of society. So education, school, all that mixed with Rich's background in the church and stuff. But I think, uh, you know, at our church, Rich and I, uh, you know, share the same church, Jim. And so. We focus. We don't leave out, you know, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to actually help us accomplish this. So I know Rich has a, a similar heart, and we get to experience that as a, as a congregation, but uh, we're also trying to help people actually live it and live that same empowered life versus trying to just do it in your own strength. Well, and Rich, you and Doug get a chance every day to t- or every Sunday to go hear Jensen Franklin 
to speak. And, and I've heard him speak, and I know he is a guy that totally gets this Sunday-Monday connection. Rich, how powerful is that for you as a teacher? Uh, it's powerful. It, it, it's super powerful. You know, just even, even to kind of touch back what we were talking about, God has done his job physiologically. We are never more prepared to do our best work than after we've rested. Uh, and, and then in our church, when we're, when we're actively part of a congregation where we're growing and we're, and we're having an encounter with God on a weekly basis, spiritually, God has done His work. We are prepared spiritually. We are prepared physiologically. It's the mental block. And that's, it's the whole purpose for what you're doing in this radio program. It's the whole purpose for what Doug's doing. It's helping people overcome this mental block, this mental block that causes them to, to see work as something that it's not. To see their workplace is something that it's not. To see their co-workers is something that they're not. Well, and Rich, when you are working with pastors and as you're teaching them and, and, and helping them understand the whole idea behind the Monday switch, the whole idea behind equipping the saints for their Monday through Saturday, the whole idea behind what work life is all about, when you see a young pastor get that, what happens? I mean, how does it impact their preaching? I'll tell you what, I'm watching that happen right now. We have a church plant in, in Spartanburg. We have a satellite church there. And uh, we have a, a very unique situation. The worship pastor, Caleb, Caleb Flynn, a phenomenal worship pastor. He's also the, um, the uh, campus pastor. And I've watched him go from, from, from really performing all the functions on Sunday with excellence. I mean with excellence. And then I've watched him make the connection to what he does Monday through Saturday. And then I've just watched us jump over 100 people on a weekly basis just in a three- or four-month period. We were averaging about four to 500, and we're now we're averaging right at 600 because of the efforts, not just his efforts in connecting and relating, but inspiring his staff to do the same thing. And we had almost 1,000 people yesterday at Easter for, for, for the oh, service there. Oh, the Lord, that's cool. And I take that, I give God all the glory. But it's also, if Caleb were on this phone call right now, he would say, when he began to connect who he does, or who he is, and what he does to relate with the people Monday through Saturday, everything changed at our campus. Mm-hmm. Doug, how, Doug, how cool is that? Man, it's really cool because you know, I, I think I told you that before that uh, you know God is God is on the move, Jim. I mean, we uh, you know we have an opportunity to join God in what He is doing in culture, right? So this is uh, this whole thing we've been talking about is a biblical-inspired call to action for every Christian, right? It's, it's, we're waking the sleeping giant. So a lot of us have been sleeping on Monday through uh, Saturday, and, and God's saying, wake up, wake up. And so that's, uh, anyway, it's very, very inspiring. You know, I, I hope to see thousands of churches and thousands of, uh, of uh, organizations actually wake up to that same kind of reality that Rich just described. Rich, any final comments? You got thirty seconds before we get to the end of the segment. Anything else you want to make sure people hear from your heart? Where you are, for a purpose. You may not see it. David didn't see it when he was with the sheep. Joseph didn't see it in prison. Paul might have not seen it when he was sitting in a prison. But God took all those situations and He turned those into something amazing because they submitted to their part of the plan at that season of their life. If you will commit to that time, that we're in that place where God has you, and work as unto the Lord, it will be a season and not a sentence. Mm. Dr. Rich Rogers. Yeah, Dr. Rich Rogers, thanks for joining us on I Work For Him today. Really appreciate your insight and love your one-liners. I I love that. Work is not a sentence. It's a season of training. I love that. Rich Rogers, thanks for being on I Work For Him. Thank you, you, Rich. Doug, as people contemplate making the Monday switch, 
making that commitment to start this process of transforming their lives, or as I would like to say, allowing their lives to be transformed. What can people expect by making the Monday switch at, at work life? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a few things that I think uh, that you can expect. Okay. So here's, here's, here's a couple. I think that you can expect that you're, you're very, the very atmosphere of your work. You know, we, we talked about that just a minute ago. The atmosphere of your work, I think you can have more hope and purpose. I think that it won't be just your work that changes, but it'll be you. It'll be your perspective. I think you can find more joy in work. Another thing is you get to be a piece, and you already are. I just think that it can be more active, right, for all of us. You can be a greater piece of God's greater story. He's got an amazing redemptive story going on right with those people that you work with, right with those people. And, and you know, for most of you, like my wife we talked about the other week, she works in medicine down at the hospital. She speaks an indigenous language, so you are gifted and you are appointed by God for a very particular role in his kingdom. So embrace well, so that role, embrace that. So it, It's so important that we understand we've, we've been gifted We've been appointed and we've been empowered because I think a lot of people think, I think a lot of people think, okay, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. I can tell what my gifts, talents, and abilities are, so I'm going to go and I'm going to go do it. But that's not what this is about. This isn't about Mm -hmm. us. This isn't about us impacting change in other people. We can't do that. This isn't about us making an impact on the kingdom. We can't do it on our own. It's about carrying the power of God with us and allowing the power of God to impact our workplace through us. And and for me, the first time I got this and I started praying for the people that I worked alongside, the first changes I noticed weren't in the people I worked with. The first changes I noticed were in me. What yeah. about for you, and, you know, Jim, uh, that makes me think about the uh, that scripture. So even Jesus Christ himself, he says, I do nothing unless I see my Father working. So Jesus mimicked it and role-played the whole entire thing for us. So we, he stayed connected. He relied on the comfort of the Holy Spirit and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to actually accomplish what his work was on this earth. And so that was a wonderful example and a model for us to actually follow. Doug, as you look at the last six weeks that we've spent on Mondays, talking to people about the Monday switch, and as you look back, Doug, what do you think is one of the most important things that we can repeat today for people to understand about making that switch from TGIF to TGIM? Thank God it's Monday. It's, uh, I, it's very simple. It's understanding what I call the biblical secrets of work, all right? These are the pillars, the, the fact that God himself is a worker, that he created you. He created you in his image, so you're a worker, and that work is not cursed. Work is actually good. God said it was good. Uh, yes, Adam and Eve messed up. We continued in that, in that vein. And so uh, the, the work, the ground was cursed, and work itself became hard. But work is one of the most amazing privileges that we get to actually be exactly like our Heavenly Father. So embrace that. And actually walk it out. Do not we're we're flipping that that TGIF attitude and that mentality into thank God it's Monday. Lord, I'm walking with you. Thank you for empowering me. And let's go to work, Lord. Let's make some diff let's make a difference. This country would never be the same. If each one of us Christ followers in our country 
that are listening today and their friends that are listening, maybe listening later, if every one of us Christ followers in this country took our faith to work and connected what we heard on Sunday with what we did on our 9 to 5, what we did on our Monday through Saturday, as Rich said, our country would be flipped upside down on its head in days, maybe even yes. maybe in hours. It'd be unbelievable. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, not just imagine it, but it's happened before, Jim. Real quick story before we get off the air, though. One of the greatest spiritual awakenings in American history started with exactly what you said. In 1857, you know, the economy was a wreck. There was a guy by the name of Jeremiah Lanfear, okay? He was a worker. He partnered with his church. He started a noontime prayer meeting. You probably know where I'm going with this whole thing. And... And and I'm telling you, it was businesses. Businesses were shutting down. They were. We got it. We got to go. Who was the biggest yeah. guy that came out of that business study? Wasn't that what Moody came out of? I think yeah, Moody came out. Of, yes, it was. Over a million, over a million people came to Christ. Doug Spada with Work Life. Thanks for being an I Work for him. Thanks for all that you've done for us. Thank you, Jim. You've been listening to I Work for him with your host Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.